Welcome to the Franchise Success Formulas podcast, the place where you find the tactical and practical business and leadership knowledge you need to help you build a successful and scalable franchise enterprise. I'm Aisha Bascaro, the founder and CEO of the American Purchase Academy and a 30-year veteran in the franchise industry with experience in Fortune 500 global brands like Domino's Pizza, Popeye's Luciana Kitchen, and Darden Restaurants. Franchise executive turned teacher and entrepreneur. Let's get started. The biggest reason that multi-unit leaders or district managers fail is because instead of doing the job of a district manager, they become glorified unit managers or what we call as super GMs. Today, we will discuss why that is a bad thing. What does that look like? And if this is happening, what they should be doing instead in your organization so that they can be successful at their job and achieving your business goals in your business and your franchise. The reason this is so important is because this big confusion that comes from the lack of understanding and knowledge of what is their job, it creates a tremendous amount of challenges for the organization because not only are you are wasting the time and investment on that very important resource because it's not being directed the right way. And there's a lot of consequences because of it. So first, let's start with what does that look like? What does it look like when a district manager is behaving like a super GM? First of all, the district manager is running shifts. That's really typically what you're seeing and observing them do on a day-to-day basis as they are doing their job. They go visit the units and they end up running shifts or stuck in an operational position while they're in the unit that they should be visiting and moving forward. So if you see a district manager running shifts, that's a key that they are becoming a super GM and not a district manager. Another key of things that you can observe is, are these district managers focusing on putting out fires? Are they constantly putting out fires? It's always like, oh, this issue we're having with their employee, boom, they go and solve that fire. Hey, we're having this issue with the customer, boom, they go and solve that fire. Hey, we're having this issue with an equipment, boom, they go and solve that fire. So they're basically firefighters. They're not even uni GMs. They are basically firefighting all day, all day long, not moving the business forward. Something else is that the district manager, if you observe them doing general manager responsibilities, and what do I mean by that? Are they making schedules? Are they doing product orders? Are they hiring staff? Not managers and assistant managers, because the district manager should be hiring the leaders in their, in their district, but they should not be hiring the staff of the units in their district. That is the responsibility of the unit leader and the unit manager responsibility. Are they directly handling customer concerns that have not been elevated to a higher level and therefore it really should be something that the unit manager should be handling? If they're doing general manager responsibilities, they are behaving as a super GM and they should not be a super GM. And so sometimes there are franchisees or business owners that promote a unit manager into overseeing two units. Now, I want to make a very big distinction between the difference of that, what I call a multi-unit manager, 
versus a multi-unit leader or district manager that is overseeing a district. When somebody is promoted or is offered to oversee two units as the general manager of both units, that's not the same as being a district manager. Unless each of the units is going to have their own unit manager and leader, this person is really being a general, a general manager of two units. And I will tell you that I have not seen very many people be successful at being able to do that because now they're dividing their time into two units. And unless both units are doing really well, have a great stable team and operations are going well, it would be difficult for one person to literally be the general manager of two locations and be successful and be able to maximize the profitability of each unit. But that is still not a district manager. That is a multi-unit manager. So a general manager is a manager of one unit. A multi-unit manager is someone that's overseeing two units as a direct manager of those units. But a multi-unit leader or district manager is the person that oversees multiple units, meaning they have a district that they're overseeing and they're not directly responsible for running shifts or any of the general manager or unit manager responsibilities. And so as long as the unit manager, sorry, the district manager is not doing unit manager responsibilities, but if they are, then they are really a super GM. Now, what are the consequences of having your district manager that oversees multiple units to be a super GM instead of a district manager? Well, first of all, the district is not being strategically managed. That means that this district manager is not stepping away from those units and overseeing what is going on in each of the units to strategically and smartly define what needs to be done to advance the business forward. So something else that's happening is that the opportunities, because we're not taking that step back and observing the operations, observing the, the, the numbers and the metrics, then opportunities are not found and therefore they're not addressed and corrected the way they should be by the district manager. Also, one of the keys that happens from that is that the district manager is also working a lot of hours. And when a district manager is working a lot of hours, this takes you quickly into burnout and a lot of the time separation. You have invested a lot of time and effort in having this district manager, whether it's hired from the outside or groomed and promoted from within so that they can be a leader in your organization. And if they get burned out and eventually leave you, you are losing a lot of investment of time and patience and money into someone that was a very valuable member of your team. And because they were being a super GM and not a district manager, they burned out and left. That will be a huge loss for your organization. Another consequence of having your district manager being a super GM is that the district is really poorly run. And therefore, you're not achieving the profitability out of those units that you could if they were doing the job they were supposed to do in the first place. So instead of having your district managers be a super GM and having all of those terrible consequences, what should they be doing instead? Well, the district manager should be executing what we call the seven critical responsibilities of a district manager. And those responsibilities are as follows. Number one, lead. They need to be developing themselves and all of the leaders in their district as the leaders that people are looking for. 
they should be inspiring and coaching and helping and assisting the leaders and the and the units and the team in the district to achieve the maximum results that they can. That is what they should be doing. Number two, they should be planning. They should be analyzing the information, all the metrics, all the reports from each of the units in their district and determining carefully where they're going to spend their time to actually cause change on the areas that are underperforming. Now, whether it is they themselves doing something or whether that means coaching and training the leaders in each of the units or whether that means doing some research and understanding what's happening so that they can then help the unit managers make changes, whatever it is, they need to first be able to understand the data, prioritize the opportunities, and then make a plan to execute day in and day out. Then the third responsibility should be doing is staffing, but not directly hiring every person in the organization. The only hiring, the only interviewing and hiring they should be doing is that of the leaders in the organization. But overall, they should be looking at the staffing levels, provide support in the unit managers when they need it, and starting to work on the bench of future leaders. So when an opening happens, they have the person that can take over those positions so that they don't end up running shifts in their, in their district. And that's what they should be doing in the area of staffing. And then the fourth responsibility is execution. They're supposed to make sure that the managers and the teams should be executing the brand and business systems with a high level of excellence. And they do that through effective unit visits. So that is the job that they should be doing. That's the fourth critical responsibility. And the fifth one is to maintain. They're responsible to make sure that the units are clean and in proper working order so that sales are not interrupted, so that you can maximize profitability, that the environment of the employees is a positive, clean, and safe one so that you have low turnover and high sales because customers keep coming back. That's what they should be focusing on. And of course, marketing, co-creating a local store marketing plan with a unit manager so that they can own the sales and if need be, execute them along the way, follow up with a unit manager so that the sales go up as you want them to be so that your profitability can go up. And the seventh and ultimate responsibility of the district manager is to produce results, results in every one of the responsibilities and financial results. They are responsible to make sure that you are able to get the maximum profit out of your unit. So as you can see, if they're supposed to be doing these seven critical responsibilities, they shouldn't be running a shift. They shouldn't be doing the actions of a super GM because they cannot do all of the things the right way. Also, the district managers should be focusing on the important things, those things that are actually going to move the business forward and are going to make you the money. And, and, and focusing a lot less on the urgent things, those fires that happen when they're not moving the business forward. And so more time in the important things, less time on the fires. And of course, analyzing the information so that they can act upon the opportunities so that they can have the results that you want them to have and that you deserve out of the investment of having a district manager. Because their main responsibility is to bring you that profitability and cause change so that that profitability happens. So as you can see, there's a very big difference between being a super GM and an actual district manager. And having this confusion is what has a lot of district managers not being able to be as effective as they truly want to be. And they're capable of being. They just do not know how to be it. 
So if you would like to learn more about how your district manager can be an effective district manager, I would like to invite you to our upcoming information session on exactly that, the district manager training program for our organization. If you're interested to learn more about what it takes to become a, an effective and efficient district manager, you can visit us at districtmanagertraining.com. Register to this free 45-minute information session where you learn all about what it takes to be a successful district manager and the program that we provide so that we can help you achieve that with your team. Give them the tools, the knowledge, and the ability so that they can succeed the way they want to succeed so that then you can achieve your business and financial goals. In the meantime, if you are hearing this, uh, don't forget to follow us on YouTube, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and Instagram so that you can continue to hear and learn about information like this. Thank you, and we'll see you next week in our next show. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Franchise Success Formulas podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor and subscribe to our podcast so that you never miss a show. And leave a review so that other people like you can find us and receive the value that you just did. Here at the American Franchise Academy, we have an important mission of protecting the American dream of business ownership through franchising. And with your help, we can do a lot more of that. Thank you for being part of our community and see you next time.